0: Man, so look, right. You got this thing that just came out with John Gruden, right? Um, anybody don't know John Gruden is an NFL football coach. Coach for the he coached for the Raiders. Um, he was out of coaching for damn for a long time. Probably over ten years, you know what I'm saying? He used to he coached the Raiders before. Um, then then him and the Raiders parted ways at some point. This probably was like the early two thousands, then he ended up going to Tampa Bay and coaching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and actually won a Super Bowl as a head coach with them. So um, I guess he ended up finishing his career with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at some point and retired, I think. Then he ended up doing like being like on the media side of, of, of sports and shit football. He even hosted he was one of the hosts of Monday Night Football for for a minute. Um but he ended up getting back into coaching about four years ago. This might be his third or fourth year back. One of them don't I don't know. But I know the big thing is when he came back, the Raiders offered this nigga a hundred million dollars. Ten years a hundred million dollar contract. It's a long ass contract for a coach. You know what I'm saying? But they gave him the contract, and, you know, he's been back ever since. Um, they've been doing all right. They've been all right. You know what I'm saying? Not great, not the worst. they all right. Um, they was trending up with this year because they started out 3-0, Be some hell of a team, too, in the first three games. But they lost their last two. But recently, last week, some emails came out um uh, involving him because – my team the Washington football team is under investigation for some shit. So, um I think the FBI or somebody don't don't quote me, some one of them agencies is going through the Redskins emails list. I guess looking for evidence or whatever they can find. And they came across some emails involving John Gruden and one of the ex presidents for the Redskins named Bruce Allen. And what came out was that John Gruden was saying a whole bunch of shit. First, what came out on last Friday was that he had an email. He sent the email to Bruce Allen saying some like racist shit. Um, and at that moment, the details. I didn't know the exact details of the, what type of racist shit he said. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, starting to find out, he was talking about, just the black guy that's the head of the, like, the, the Players Association. It's like the, uh, fucking union. The union. NFL union. A black guy named Damore Smith. I'm real familiar with his name. Seen him a few times on TV. Um, don't really see his face a lot. I don't see his face a lot on TV. But I know the name a lot. I watch a lot of sports uh, radio and shit. And I mean, you know, watch a lot of sports shows. So, um, kind of find out. At that moment, I didn't know the details of the email. I didn't know. So, Monday comes around. This shit happened on Friday. Monday, they went on through the weekend. He was able to coach Sunday. They lost which was their second loss in a row. They won three in a row. Boom, lost two in a row. You know what I'm saying? So now they're three or two. Monday coming around, I'm watching Monday Night Football, a breaking alert come across and shit the screen talking about John Gruden resign after more emails came out. So when I initially heard the story, I'm like, okay, the first email that they said that they, you know, saw that, you know, that had him saying some racist shit, that shit came out 2011, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? My first thought was, damn, this nigga said some racist shit? Like, what type of shit he said? Like, God damn. But then I was like, 2011, that was 10 years ago, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I would like to know the content of the shit. But then I'm thinking, because these are my immediate thoughts. But then I'm like, well, 10 years ago, he's still a grown-ass man 10 years ago. So for real, a lot of times, you know... When they start talking about time frames and shit like that happening, the first thing you're thinking about is how old was the person? Because all that kind of matters to me. How old was the person? What was the extent of their comment that they made? Um, How long ago was it? Like, what time frame were we in? Like, what, you know, what were those times that we were in, you know? But 10 years ago, uh, you know, a lot of shit was already kind of changing, trending towards where we are now. But after further investigation, whoever leaked these emails, which come to find out, it was like a group of four or five of them in this little email group that used to message each other. It was John Gruden, Bruce Allen, they said like the CEO of Hooters, and like these two other dudes, you know what I'm saying, the good old boy club, really. And come to find out, these emails go back, his, his emails... The crazy shit he been saying goes back to two two thousand nine, all the way up to as recent as twenty eighteen. So this nigga been saying all types of wild shit as recent as three years ago. I mean, racist shit. They come to find out he been saying racist shit. He said Jamal Smith got some uh, Michelin tire lips or some shit like that, which is fucked up because you know black people kind of known for having full lips. You know what I'm mean? saying? So that was a a, a shot. At, to me his race I do agree with that um he had shit to say about women he didn't like he didn't uh agree with women being referees um he had shit to say about the LGBTQ community because uh the Rams back in 2011 or whenever Michael Sam came into the draft um which was like one of the first openly gay players coming out of college Um, The Rams, L.A., they was St. Louis at the time. Ended up drafting them in the sixth round. I remember that. Uh, He had something negative to say about that. Called him a queer. He called the commissioner a pussy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? This nigga was going in. Um, But to be totally honest, to be totally honest, I do feel like, goddamn, you know, what, I mean, what, privacy you know what i'm saying like whatever happened to privacy um i mean the shit got out you know and nobody nobody really likes it likes the shit that he said um but damn it was like emails It, it was private information that got leaked out um but what i will say also too god damn this motherfucker offended like every group important group out there, you know what I'm saying? He a group, he a friend the African Americans, the LBGTQ community, motherfucking women, this nigga, it's like, you can't have, if you discriminating against all the groups, you got a personal issue, you know what I'm saying? I can see if a person got like a issue or don't necessarily agree with one particular group for whatever your reasons are, but if you got like a issue with like all the groups, like, goddamn, that kind of really defines you if you ask me. Um, but what I really wanted to kind of talk about on the subject, though, because I've been, you know, listening to talk shows and shit like that about the subject. is, And one of my first thoughts was, too, is, okay, if he's sending these emails, what the fuck are the people that he's sending these emails to replying back? Because nothing has come out about what these other guys like Bruce Island, which... If you're a Redskins fan, you're really interested in what his thoughts were, were, and his responses to some of these emails were uh, during the time because he was out. He was the president of our team for a long time for a nice, nice little minute. But what I don't agree with, though, that I've been hearing people say, people kind of been holding the people that he sent emails to accountable, like you know they have a responsibility to speak up. And kind of push back on some of his comments. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't. Because at the end of the day, John Gruden is a grown ass man. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to hold Bruce Allen accountable for what John Gruden's opinions and actions are. You know what I'm saying? Cause at the end of the day, if they if they friends, they friends. Like, I got friends that have strong views and opinions on certain subjects and topics that I may not certainly agree with. But they're still my man. I ain't gonna disown them. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna disown them. Because at the end of the day, opinion is an opinion. You know what I'm saying? People have their own opinions. I'm not gonna knock them. I don't agree with certain people's opinions, but I'm not gonna just own a person. It had to be some real it had to be some shit that I truly, truly, truly believe in that they having a strong opinion against that's that's maybe like really, really offending me. You know what I'm saying? Because all this shit is subjective, and it depends on what type of life you live, what's important to you, you know, for you to make those type of judgment judgment calls. Um, but, yeah, I just don't agree with – because I was listening to our first take. I listened to the podcast because I, really, I don't really have time to watch the show uh, during the day. But I listened to the podcast. And Keyshawn Johnson said, you know, he's an ex-NFL player that I think he played for a team that Bruce Allen... Uh, I think Bruce Allen was, had some type of uh, connection with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they won the Super Bowl, matter of fact, when John Gruden was the coach. I don't know if he was the president of the Tampa Bay Bucks or what his job was, but Keyshawn Johnson played for John Gruden when they won the Super Bowl. And he was there when Bruce Allen was there, before Bruce Allen came to be the president of the Redskins. He said he known Bruce Allen... Since he was like a teenager. Um, he said he was like super, super duper disappointed in Bruce Allen. Because he liked Bruce Allen. Keyshawn Johnson didn't necessarily like John Gruden. He said he was shocked about the content that John Gruden put in the emails. Like to the degree that he was going. But he's not like shocked about John Gruden having all these opinions behind certain people's back basically having all these opinions in the shadows because he said he kind of witnessed that when he played for John Gruden. He said John Gruden was the type of guy that a smile on your face will stab you in the back. Smile in your face, hey, how, how you doing? Yeah, you know, great job today. And then walk out the room and walk down the hall and be like, I hate that fucking guy. Hey, You know, he said John Gruden was like that. So he not surprised that John Gruden got this underside to him. He said he just a little surprised by the content though, to the extent. But he said he's super duper hurt that John uh Bruce Island was a part of this shit, but I'm like you can't hold Bruce Island accountable for what the fuck John Gruden said. I mean they friends. If they friends they friends, and everybody got different opinions. Like I'm not gonna be friend or stop being friends with somebody because they have an opinion that I don't agree with. I mean I think we that's kind of where this world going, and I don't like it because it's even affecting comedy. That's why uh Dave Chappelle just came out with this special that a lot of people are offended by. But it's comedy. He's t- he's giving his opinion. Everybody got a choice. Like if he offend the LGBTQ community, that can negatively affect Dave Chappelle because they can band together and stop supporting him, which would kind of probably affect his pockets. We can always kind of counter. You can count, it's, you can counter a person's opinion. You know what I'm saying? And make him, uh, and make him take a stance or make him rethink his stance just by taking a stand but you ain't gotta like people want to ban him and this and that and netflix was potentially talking about taking this special off of the platform and all this and all that it's like dog man you should be able to say it, and, and whatever you want as long as you ain't really physically harming nobody in my opinion or if you trying to purposely hurt somebody's opinion like directly if you're like face to face with them like you know but at the end of the day, I just think, man, you can't, people, people are different. People grew up having different lifestyles. People support different things. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are very religious, so they don't believe in homosexuality and shit like that. But that's their opinion. You know what I'm saying? And if I'm cool with somebody to have a strong opinion, you can't necessarily align me with their opinions unless it's been proven that I came out and shared those same opinions. Which at this moment in time, I haven't heard anything about any of those other guys who John Gruden sent those emails to. I didn't hear anything about them supporting John Gruden's opinion on any of this shit. Even if they put a LOL out of John Gruden might have been saying some of the shit. Some of the shit might have been funny. You know what I'm saying? But just cause I made LOL still don't mean that you hold me accountable as much as you're trying to hold him accountable. They two different people. John Gruden is a grown-ass man. You know what I'm saying? He needs to be held accountable for his actions and words. And, you know, that's just my opinion on that. Another thing, too, to analyze these emails, um, I wouldn't necessarily, necessarily classify him as a racist because it's his emails. The, message, the messages that I know of. Because they calling him racist because he said... Demore Smith got uh Michelin tire lips or some shit like that, right? Now that I'm thinking, I wanna go back. Um, I don't uh initially I was like, yeah, that's some racist shit. But when I thought about it, I'm like, maybe that's more personal. For me to classify him as racist, I would need more. You know what I'm saying? Because maybe you just don't like more Smith, and maybe he don't like his lips. Which, you know. It could be on some hating shit because white people don't got lips. You know what I'm saying? So he probably, you know, could be just hating. Now, what I do think, based on the emails that I heard uh, that he said, um, I do think he's a misogynist because he had a problem with women being referees. I'm like, you fucking referee. Why a woman can't be a referee? Like, what the fuck is the problem with that? You know what I'm saying? Um... And uh, I think he do got an issue with the LGBTQ community because of the Michael Sam shit. He ain't want the Rams to draft Michael Sam because Michael Sam came out as a homosexual. Um, I do think that is valid. He got an issue with them. Um, What else? He said something about the commissioner. He called the commissioner a pussy. You know what I'm saying? That sounds more of like a personal issue, like along the lines of the Demore Smith shit. You know what I'm saying? So it was like I don't know now. Not giving him a pass, just being fair, like I don't know. I would need more to classify him as a racist. I would need more, and and I would need to hear more, or re, you know, more information or more emails that had to come out about shit that he said about like I, I, actual black people, African Americans. But I wouldn't classify him as a racist off of that statement that he made against the Smith. Man, you know what's interesting? Um, This Kyrie Irving shit. Kyrie, he, I'm going to just touch on this, just touch on it for a hot second. Kyrie, he don't want to get the COVID shot. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think they're saying in New York, if I ain't mistaken, in New York, you got to get the shot. Or you can't do shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, he actually played for, let me see. No, yeah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn Nets. Uh, so he prepared, I think, to sit out the whole season because the Nets organization said that they ain't gonna let him play unless he get the shot. Because one option was he can play on road games because you know different states and cities and stuff have their own rules and shit. So the the rule for the COVID shot in New York might not be the same as it is in. Arizona or something like that. So, it may in Arizona it might be a lot more lax. So, he would probably be able to go to Arizona and play if they had a the home if they had a away game in Arizona. But the Brooklyn Nets just came to a conclusion like, man, man, fuck that. You either in or you out. You know what I'm saying? Either you're going to get this shot and join the team or you can just sit out, you know what I'm saying? And and, and we're going to move on without you. They wasn't going, they not going to accommodate him on no, you play on road, you can play on the road in cities that allow you to play. They're like, no, nah, we're not doing that. Uh, I agree with it. You know what I'm saying? You can't baby that nigga. Uh, but I don't knock Kyrie. Uh, a lot of people are mad at him, you know, because they feel like he should be a team player. But I think when, when you look at this situation in a vacuum, I mean, there's some, this some different shit. You talking about getting this shot. A lot of people don't trust the government. Um, I think this shot is a little suspect. You know what I'm saying? It's like they came up with this fucking cure. And, well, not a cure, but what is it? Like a shot, that I guess, to prevent you from getting COVID. Or if you do get it, it diminishes the, uh, the effects that COVID has on you. Whatever. I don't know. But... It was a little suspect to me. I'm like, these motherfuckers made this shit up kind of fast. Like, goddamn, the shit just hit last year. And we got a, a shot. We had a shot in what, like, less than a year? Some shit like that? I don't know. All that shit was weird to me. Um, But nonetheless, uh, you know, Kyrie's skeptical about this shit. He don't want to get it. I don't knock him on it. You know what I'm saying? It's like when the world gets turned upside down like that, you can't really knock people on some of the decisions they make. Um, I think the whole COVID shit is suspect free. I think it's some type of money thing behind it. Somebody created this shit and they hand in hand with motherfuckers that was going to make the cure. Because best believe the shot might be free, but no way somebody, whoever making it ain't doing it for free. i tell you that. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's getting paid. Somebody's getting paid. And I personally think that they're going to keep coming up with different variants and different names for the COVID, this and that, to try to get everybody in the world to take it. Because I think it's, personally, I think, man, where there's money to be made, it's very liable that there's some motherfucking corrupt shit going on sometimes. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody is hand-in-hand with the creators of this motherfucking uh, COVID vaccine. And they probably telling them, look here, hey, i put it out there that, that the shit transforming and, and getting worse and this and that ever. Boom, which going to entice the public to want to take it even more, which means more money for you and you slide some shit up under the table to me and we get one hand washed the other, two hands washed the face type of thing. That's how I think about it. I think it's some funny shit with it. But all in all, I mean, Kyrie don't want to take it. I'm always with somebody who goes against the system. If you brave enough to go against the system, I'm I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, he rich. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, he manages money well, but he rich. So, I mean, I understand. You know this team player shit. I mean, the rest of his team got the shot, but I'm sorry. I mean, this is this ain't this ain't like. We're talking about putting some type of foreign shit in your body, possibly. That's what he's thinking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what he's thinking. So, this bigger than him trying to be a team player. You know what I'm saying? To me, this kind of makes me think of the NWA shit. With uh Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, MC Rennan, and them dudes. You know what I'm saying? Easy and all of them. When they wanted, they wanted NWA to sign a contract, and Ice Cube was the only one that said no. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I want my lawyer here. I want this and that. I ain't just signing nothing and I don't know what I'm signing. Everybody else signed it, signed it, and got fucked. You know what I'm saying? But they was mad at him for not signing. Um, so it's like, nah, you gotta do your due diligence. Um, I just think uh I I support whatever the fuck you want to do, He a grown man. I mean, hey, the the Nets gotta figure out what they wanna do. But from what I will say, from what I heard is that if he don't play this whole season, he can lose about 20 million dollars though. So I say that to say this. Um, Kareem, I know you taking a strong stance, but if you decide to switch your stance cause you don't want to lose that twenty million, I won't be mad at you. That's twenty million motherfucking dollars. You know what I'm saying? I'd go and I'd fuck around and probably get that shot for twenty million. You know what I'm saying? I'm not losing twenty million. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, he rich. He can do what the fuck he want. But I just support whatever decision he make or anybody make. As long as it ain't really causing, like, life or death harm to somebody else. You know, man, if he don't want to get that shot, more power to him. That's his business. But, you know, eventually we about to talk about this redskin game. You know what I'm saying? But before we talk about that, um, run down my little weekend. I had a pretty good weekend. Action packed. Um, I, I did a lot of eventful shit. Um, went out to Alexandria off of Duke Street, went to this little breakfast spot called Table Talk. Um, me and the, uh, my lady friend, she hit me up, asked me, did I want breakfast and shit. I'm like, hell yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, went out there. It was cool. Uh, never been to that spot before. Nice little spot. Had blueberry waffles and shit. She was good. It was real good. I had waffles, eggs, and bacon. The eggs and bacon was alright. You know what I'm saying? She was alright. Um, but the waffles was good. Hit the spot. Um walked around Duke Street a little bit, because you know, it was it's in the old town part of Alexandria. So kind of reminds you of Georgetown, a lot of historical shit. Um they had next to the to the restaurant, it was like a diner. It kind of reminds you of a diamond. It was just a historical house called the Bruin Slave Jail, where they jailed slaves and shit. Um, It had a placard out of it, out in front of it, where you can go up and read the history of it. I actually saw it before. Took a picture of it, put it on my Instagram page some years ago. Um, Because I'm a history buff, you know? I got a lot of historical shit on my Instagram page, which my Instagram is... uh, for anybody that don't know, if you happen to be listening, it's N I R underscore W E S S. Got a lot of historical shit on there that a lot of people like. But um, I saw it before, but I never really went up close to it enough to really walk around it and shit like that. They had like a little placard out on the side of the house, the way you can read the information of it. That was that was pretty cool. Then down the street from that, it was just just uh museum called the Freedom House. Basically, it's an actual townhouse that was purchased back in like the, I think that 1830s or something like that by these two guys who, was, uh, who participated in the slave trade. So they, what they do, they get slaves, stage them at this house until they're ready to ship them off to sell them. You know what I'm saying? They ship them off down south. Real interesting. It's actually a museum now, but it was closed. I wouldn't mind going into it. I'm assuming it's closed because of COVID. But I really don't know for a fact. But did that shit. That was a cool day. Friday, Saturday. uh, No, Friday night. Got up with my cousin. Because it was his birthday weekend. He wanted to do Fogo the Child. Um, went down there. Fogo de the Child is the worst, man. That's the most overrated restaurant I've ever been to in my life. Like, for it to be so popular, the food is the worst. There's no seasoning on the food. But, and it's funny because everybody, like, anybody I talk to that ever been there notices. They notice that. Somehow, this motherfucker's still popular. I don't know. that must be some white people food. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just in the joint, looking around, and I can't believe that motherfucker's is in this junk really eating this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't even do the little experience because that this is like my fourth time going at least. And you know the first time I ever went was I never went before. You know what I'm saying? I heard a lot about it. I went. Wasn't impressed then. Other than that, whenever I would go, it would be probably due to somebody having a party or something, birthday party, whatever they wanna have it there. Then I'll go. You know what I'm saying? Or I think one time I went with another friend for her birthday. She wanted to go there. Real good friend of mine, I took her there of the is whack i ordered uh i went outside of the experience this time i ordered a finch fish dinner sea bass uh entree that shit was whack you know what i'm saying it looked good shit was whack the little cold bar where you can get the sides and the salads and shit that shit whack everything whack the only good thing about it was the drinks they made good drinks i give them that i ordered a double shot of jameson neat they gave me a nice amount of that shit you know what i'm saying but other than that, Fogo the Child is probably the wackest restaurant I went to. Especially the wackest name brand restaurant, for sure, by far, that I've ever been to. That joint is wack. Um, later than that was Friday. Saturday, I went to uh, a birthday party. My uh, lady friend, her sister, she, uh, I think it was her birthday weekend. She had a birthday party out there. I think it was out there like by Greenbelt. Pretty cool. That was cool. You know what I'm saying? Everybody there was cool. Um, later that night, my cousin whose birthday weekend was. Well, it was everybody's birthday weekend this weekend. Uh, this is the one that I went to for the child for. He wanted to do something at a strip club, which was perfect for me. Because the strip club that he picked was within walking distance of my house. It was at Assets. I've never been in there before. So, went up in Assets. That jump was fun. As soon as I walked in there, my cousin, you know, he had a table, a little section and shit. So that was good because we had to really mingle amongst all these, you know what I'm saying? Like all these other motherfuckers and shit. Uh, my cousin Fred, he just throwing money all over the place. I came in there throwing my little change all over the place. It was cool. One of the most fun times I ever had in a strip club. I'm not really a strip club guy. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't really like the idea of going spending all this money on these chicks that I'm not even fucking at the end of the night. You know what I'm saying? That ain't really my thing. I'd rather take that money and spend it on a girl that I'm fucking. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and a lot of stripper, strippers, they cool, but, you know, I feel like I can get girls that look similar to strippers. You know what I'm saying? I can get these girls. So it's like, for me, it's like, man, it's, uh, I'm not just... Not a super big fan of it. I done had fun nights here, here and there. But for the most part, I'm not going to a strip club on my own. Like, I'm not going to be chilling like, Look, I'm going to go to a strip club. That ain't what's probably going to ever really happen. But that was cool. That was Saturday. Then Sunday, I went to go see the movie called The Last Duel. Um, That was that was good. Uh, it was long as shit, about 2 hours, 45 minutes. I went to get see an early movie. It started at 1045 in the morning because I wanted to go see that and make it home in time to catch most of the Redskins game. But I knew it was going to run into the Redskins game, so I recorded the game, planned on going to see the movie, and try to get home without checking my social media so nobody won't spoil the game for me. I was going to watch it from the beginning, fast forward to the commercials and try to catch up, you know, to where it's actually live, while went, you know, to where I'm watching it with everybody else. Um, but went to the movie; it was pretty good. The last duel, Sword Down Gallery place. That was the place in the area that was showing the earliest had the earliest showing, which was 10:45 in the morning. Um, pretty much a movie set in medieval times, so that always get me because I'm a sucker for like the period pieces. You know what I'm saying? Um, back in the 1380s. Go all the way back there. And it's supposed to, it was a story about a guy. He was married to a chick. The guy was like, you know, part of an army. The army out there in France, um, where he lived. And, you know, he would have to go off the war every now and then. He was cool with this dude. They ended up not being so cool at some point. He met the chick. He married the chick. He had to go off the war. When he went off the war... The dude that he was cool with at some point, he met the dude's wife before he went off the wall. He met his wife, a little flirting going on. When main man went off the wall, which was Matt Damon's character, he went off the wall. The dude went to Matt Damon's house to see the wife. He forced his way in and pretty much raped her. And the movie is basically an account of each person's story. You know what I'm saying? They tell Matt Damon's version of the story, his wife's version of the story, and the dude who raped the wife's version of the story. You know, they in court, blah, blah, blah. Matt Damon said, I want to settle this under God's eyes with a duel. You know what I'm saying? If I lose, then that means my wife was lying and I died, blah, blah, blah. If he lose, that means he was lying. God's going to decide. You know what I'm saying? And the king of France was like, "I right, bet." You know, he was excited about this shit. He like, hell yeah. He wanted to see some motherfucking heads get chopped off. You know what I'm saying? So, the only thing about it was that what the wife didn't know was that if her husband lost, which was Matt Damon, if he lost the duel, she would be burnt at the stake. So, she wasn't happy about that. She's like, what the fuck? I didn't know nothing about this. I ain't know if you lose, I get burnt. All that. But it was a good move. I ain't going to tell what happened. I like, it was a true story. It was cool. Left there, was about to head home. But when I left out of the gallery place, anybody familiar with down there, Clyde's is right next to it. I'm walking past Clyde's, see the TV on in there, and the game was on. I said, well, fuck it. I'm going to go in there and get a drink and some wings. I mean, I know I wanted to get home to watch the game, you know, in time, so I can catch it from the beginning, not knowing what's going on. I wasn't going to watch social media, none of that shit. So I, so it wouldn't be no spoilers. But I was like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I went off script. It just, I just felt like going in the Clydes. Just seemed like a it just seemed like it made sense. Going to Clydes, boom, got some wings, got some drinks. They were skimpy on the drinks too. Got my double shot of Jameson. The double shot was a little more skimpy than the, than my double shot down in motherfucking Fuck of the Child. I will say that. But whatever. Got me the double shot watching the game. And then after that. When I stayed in there to halftime because the movie ended, uh, like around it was like, I think the second quarter of the game, the second quarter of the racing game had started when the movie ended, so I missed the whole first quarter for sure, which I kind of expected. So I stayed in class till halftime. Boom, rolled out, hopped on the scooters, headed back up to the house to watch the rest of the game. And uh, now it's time to get into that. All right, so now let's talk about the game. We took that motherfucking L, you know. Um, I ain't expect us to win. I hope we win every game, but reality, we ain't. You know what I'm saying? Going up against the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Al, whack-ass defense. I mean, what you really expect? All you can do. Me, I was just hoping that the offense showed up because I think the Chiefs. Got a whack-ass defense, too. So I was hoping I like Heineke. I was kind of hoping he was going to show up and do his thing. But, you know, win-lose or draw, I was kind of rooting for him because I like him. So, um, like I say, I, uh, I had to go back and watch some of the game because I wasn't able to catch the whole game live, but I recorded it. Um, I watched some from the bar, and when I got back home, Went back on the, on, on, on demand, rewinded it, and just watched all the parts that I missed because I pretty much missed the whole first quarter. But to jump right into it, man, um, the first person that stood out to me was Kendall Fuller, man. Kendall Fuller is kind of stinking this year, man. That man is stinking. Um, dropped the interception. We need all the turnovers we can get. You know what I'm saying? We need everything we can get. We need all the help we can get. Because um, the defense ain't really doing much. So if they get an opportunity to get a turnover, man, they got to take it. But he dropped one early in the game, but they came back and got one off the little tip. You know what I'm saying? And that was a lucky joint because Patrick Mahomes put the joint right in – uh, what's the little fast dude's name? Um, Hill, Tyreek – he put it right in Tyreek Hill's hand, and Hill dropped it when he dropped it. You know, he tipped it up in the air and Fuller just just so happened to be right in position. But I give him the credit for that. You know what I'm saying? Um, Fuller was just missing tackles and shit, man. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with Fuller this year, man. I don't know. He's been good all his career. He's been decent. When we drafted him, he was good. I was mad we let him go. He went to the Chiefs and was good. Won a Super Bowl. Came back last year. Was good last year. Picking all types of interceptions and everything. This year, it's like he don't know what the hell he doing. I mean, I'm not blaming him on the scheme because he missing tackles. All types of shit. Um, He got his ass ju- Oh, my God, man. He got his ass, like, done in like, two or three times that game. Niggas juking the shit out of him. Like, he don't want to tackle nobody. Um... Tyreek Hill juke the shit out of him on the uh, it was there like third fourth quarter? When Patrick Mahomes did that rollout, they made the whole defense look dumb on that play. Patrick Mahomes rolled out, hit one of the defensive linemen with a, a little old school motherfucking shimmy move, went back left, came back right, boom, was gone. The nigga fell. He threw a cross pass, a, a pass across his body to hit Tyreek Hill right on stride. Tyreek Hill caught the joke, had Kendall Fuller on 101, and juked the shit out of Kendall Fuller. Kendall Fuller, Fuller, like, went out of bounds. Your man Tyreek juked him, went past him, looked back at him, like, where you go? Boom. And then went out of bounds. It was just embarrassing, man. I don't know what the fuck is up with uh, Kendall Fuller, but he needed to get it together. I don't know if he got women problems or something, I think something going on with him. I don't know. Um, Landon Collins, every week he fucking up. Uh he got somebody mossed his ass early in the game, just went up and mossed his ass. It's just like he just totally embarrassed in the pass coverage. Um the defense in total. The defense in total gave up another touchdown on the opponent's first drive. That might be what we we are what two and four, so we play six games. I want to say out of five out of six games. We gave up a touchdown on the opponent's first drive. We 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 got a motherfucking. We got to figure that out. That's you already starting from behind every game. You know what I'm saying? And the offense been the better part of the team, but they I don't look at them as a strength. They're our strength, surprisingly, because they wasn't supposed to be, but they're not a strength. So you can't be. Having them always trying to come from behind, you know what I'm saying. Um, what I will say about the defense, though, overall, <clears throat> they played better than considering everything I'm saying. They played better than what I thought they would play. I ain't gonna front because I'm thinking the Chiefs gonna come out, put up forty something more in about the motherfucking third quarter, and we, you know what I'm saying. I thought the game was gonna be over. Once Kendall Fuller got that little tip interception, they started playing pretty decent. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think we went up, we went up at halftime, we held in the ten points. Went in the halftime 1310. You know? I mean, in the second half, the Chiefs did what the Chiefs can do. Patrick Holmes got the motherfucking scrambling and taking over the game, but it's like, what what can you really do? You know what I'm saying? Uh, if the defense ain't top-notch, it ain't going to be too much you can do about containing him. He's the best in the league. He's been the best that the NFL seen in a long time. So it's almost, it's just only but so much you can do. But um, honestly, everything aside, I felt like the defense pretty did pretty good. The offense failed us this game. You know what I'm saying? This is the first game where the defense, to me, outplayed the offense. We was getting turnovers and shit. But we wasn't capitalizing on them joints. You got to capitalize on them turnovers, man. Um, but uh, that's enough on the defense. Uh, Gibson. Gibson looked good. Offense, Antonio Gibson. Running back. He looked good. He looked good pretty much every week. But he fumbled. Can't be fumbling, man. He got to figure something out. You know what I'm saying? I think he can figure it out. He seemed like a smart guy. He can play, but fumble, fumbling at crucial times, man. He got to do something about that. You know what I'm saying? It's like when he run. I ain't gonna lie. Every time he run, I get scared. You know what I'm saying? Getting to that point. Um, you know, just uh singling out players. Uh, Chase Young. You know, I've been hard. I've been hard as shit on Chase Young all season and I think rightfully so, and people starting to see it. When I started going on him in the first game of the year, I wasn't going in on him like he was a bad player the first game against the Chargers. I just felt like he ain't do nothing. I called him out, and I called everybody else out who I felt like ain't do nothing, but he's the guy. So I'm going to single him out more than I single a Kendall Fuller or somebody else out because Chase Young is supposed to be the guy. He came into the league with – a top 5 odds of being defensive player of the year. You know what I'm saying? When we I mean not the league but this year, he came into this season with the top 5 odds of being defensive player of the year. He came into the league as the highest graded defensive player since like 2010. Um so I expect I got high expectations of this dude. And that first game of the season, I noticed he wasn't he ain't do shit. So I called him out that game. I'm like, man, he ain't do nothing, blah, blah, blah. Then the next game I noticed he ain't do nothing. So I'm like, whoa, it can't be – if you that good, it can't. you can't have two games back to back when you ain't doing shit. I'm sorry. When well, you ain't, like, doing shit, making no presents in the quarterback's face, you ain't even sniffing the quarterback, then I just, it just stopped me in the pattern. I'm like, dog, this dude ain't balling. Everybody mad at me. But I'm just calling the spade the spade. But what I will say, i say, all, say all that to say – he ended up getting a sack this game. I think that's two games in a row. He only got two sacks on the season. Got to do better than that. But he got a sack nonetheless. Um, I was happy about that. And all the other games, people keep saying, he been chipped double-teamed. He has all the good players in his position get chipped in double-teamed. you telling me, Chase, you're the only motherfucker in the league getting chipped in double-teamed? All these motherfuckers. TJ Watt, uh, the Bosa brothers. All these motherfuckers, uh, Miles Garrett, all these motherfuckers. Uh, what's his name? Play on the inside, the dude for the Rams. Uh, Donald, all these motherfuckers getting double-teamed. They just figure it out, find a way to beat it. If you're that good, you're going to beat it. You can't be contained for a whole game unless motherfuckers just getting the ball out of there quick. But this game, he was getting double-teamed. This is the game where if a motherfucker say, man, he, he be getting chipped to double team. He was really getting double-teamed. And not only that, to go back to this double team excuse, all the other games, he wasn't getting chipped in double-teamed like that. It was a lot of one-on-ones where he wasn't beating his man. But this game, he was getting chipped in double-teamed. So I don't really knock him. I ain't going to really knock him for this game. Um, I saw it. It wasn't too much he could do. Um, still got to do better, but overall, I think the defense did better than what I expected them to do, and Chase Young did alright. This motherfucking kicker, Dustin Hopkins, missed another kick. But guess what? You know what I'm saying? Today is uh, Thursday, October 21st, and I found out yesterday that Dustin Hopkins got released. And you don't never want to see nobody lose their job. But, man, we got vested interest. I'm loyal to the team. I ain't loyal to these players because the players come and go. They can have a your jersey on today and another jersey on tomorrow. That just is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, unless you a baller. If you're a baller, I'll be loyal to you. Like, I like Kirk Cousins because I felt like he was a baller. I felt like he just needed more help around him. But he was a baller. So, I, I like Kirk. Hopkins. Straight garbage. I, when he first got here, he was good, like the first year or two. After that, man, he done lost his games. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he 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 could have kept us in games that we could have been in, but missing kicks, man. We he ain't capitalizing opportunities. Got to go. You know what I'm saying? So we got a new dude in there. I can't imagine the dude being any worse. So guess what? I mean, at least you got at least you're trying. So kudos to the coaches. You got to try. You can't be no worse than him because he missing kicks that we need. So if the new dude coming in there missing kicks, we get him the fuck out of there too. We keep rotating these motherfuckers. But you can't settle on these motherfuckers that keep missing kicks like that. Can't do that. Um, who will? Somebody that I feel like is getting better and better every week standing out stand out, um, that stood out this game, uh, that Davis, linebacker Davis that we got. Um, I felt like he was all over the field, uh, in the Chiefs game. Um, fast as shit. Um, he was in my, uh, my home's face at, at a blink of an eye one play. I was like, God damn, this motherfucker fast as shit. And it seemed like every time I looked up, he was making a tackle. I think he's starting to get a feel in the game and I can see why they like him. Cause he got a lot of speed and I can see that shit. I felt like he was getting a little confident in that game too. He's gaining confidence more and more as the season go on. So I was kind of impressed by him. Um, Last but not least, uh, Heineke. um, He did all right. He ain't do great. He ain't do super horrible either. Um, When I was watching the game in pieces, like when I went to the bar to watch some of it, it looked like he was just stinking it up. I ain't going to lie. But when I went back to watch the game in its entirety, he did better than what I thought. But he just, he ain't accurate. I've been saying that. been noticing that he ain't that accurate. So he missing some passes that he should make. What I do think, though, they got to let him play his game. Like, don't put him in a box. Like, they, they trying to, they want him to be a game manager, but that ain't his game. You know what I'm saying? The reason why we won the two games that we won this year was because of him. And it was because he wasn't being a game manager. You got to let him run around and make plays, and you know, do have design rollouts and RPOs and and and, and all that shit. What you call it? Uh, I can't think of the other play. The one, the shit RG three used to do. Um, when you you know, fake you you option the little option shit. You know what I'm saying? You got to let him do all that shit. You know what I'm saying? That's his game. You trying to make him into something that he not, use his strength. He's athletic, and he can play on the move. That's what you got to do. He holding it down until we figure out our quarterback situation. And we, we need to pile these wins up as much as we can going into the halfway mark of the season because, to me, that's when the season starts. All this little shit going on, and motherfuckers losing and winning the first eight games, that's all cute, but at the end of the day, that last stretch, the last eight games of the season is the most important because that's when everybody figures everybody out. For the most part, all the injuries in the curb, who's going to be there, probably going to be there, who ain't, ain't, you know what I'm saying? And the little couple wins that you got leading up to that halfway mark, you can use that and make a run and use that and and to to get get yourself in the playoffs. So um he got us two wins. I'm not mad at the two and four record. We still got a long season to go. You know what I'm saying? The NFL is just one of them sports. It's one of them sports, man. It's one of them leagues where you never really out. You know what I'm saying? Every game counts. So you never really out of it till you out of it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not panicking. We two and four, I'm not panicking. Still a long season left. We just need to try to sneak in wins when we can. We got a hell of a schedule coming up. But, hey, I think we got a good enough team there on any given day. If these motherfuckers show up, they can beat anybody. So, uh, it was a cool game, man. They ended up getting blew out 31-13. But that was because Patrick Mahomes took over at the end of the game. You know what I'm saying? So, looking forward to this week coming up. We got the Packers, Aaron Rodgers in there. I'm not a super-duper big Aaron Rodgers fan. Um, uh, I'm not saying he ain't good, but I think he overrated. Motherfuckers talking about he like the best quarterback in history and all that. I ain't never seen that. I'm sorry. I done seen him have moments. But all the shit that these motherfuckers giving him, nah, I ain't buying that. I ain't with that. But, I, I, hey, he might tear this defense up, but everybody been tearing this defense up. So I ain't going to give him too much credit if he tear this defense up, honestly. So... Hopefully they show up. I do feel like the defense getting a little better each week though. I'm noticing that. They're getting a little better each week. They just gotta make some tweaks, man. Personnel changes, switch some motherfuckers around, bench some motherfuckers, bring some other motherfuckers in, do something, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it's the coaching. I don't think it's Jack Del Rio, you know what I'm saying? I ain't ready for Jack Del Rio to get fired. I think he's a good coach. I think it's the players personally. I really think it's the players. But we'll see. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, until next week. You know what I'm saying? So, good luck to the squad. You know, it's a long season. No time to panic. We out. Um, anybody that been listening, appreciate you always. Keep listening. I'm going to keep doing the podcast, sports shit, sports entertainment, everything. We're going to talk about everything on this podcast. So, um, I'm chasing my dream. Chase yours. Shoot for the moon, because if you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. Catch me on the next episode.